So I'm really honored and privileged to have three distinguished gentlemen with me here. <laughs> Chris Harris, Freddie Flintoff, and Patty McGuinness. I'm going to say thank you for being for being with me because I'm in your presence. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> pleasure, Dale. Pleasure. Cheers, Dale. Pleasure, boss. Oh. Pleasure. Right. Now, guys, you know, season 31 is upon us. There's five episodes coming our way in South Africa on BBC Brit. Uh, it starts on the 25th of November uh, at 8 p.m. And uh, I'm sure South African fans are excited to see the new season. You guys have been away for 18 months of travel. Tell us, what has it been like for the last 18 months not being on the television screens, not even, not even being there to travel? What has it been like? Just the interesting thing with Top Gear is people, when there's a series on, will go, oh, why are you only doing four? Why are you only doing five? And what have you? But it's because it takes that long to make, because each episode's self-contained on its own, whatever we're doing. And there's a massive team behind it that unfortunately it takes us a while to get the series on, but just because, so we are actually always doing something. People think we're kind of sat at home, you know, uh, watching telly, but we are out working, but it just takes that long to get it on the screens. And uh, well, I can't wait for you to see this new series. There's some great stuff in it. And we've got a uh, first uh, foreign trip abroad as well in it, which we've not done for a while. Hence, you know, the, pand- the pandemic. Okay. Uh I think, um, yeah, we've, we've managed to travel a bit. We, we've, 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 we've sort of exhausted our domestic travel. We've just been going around the UK, exploring every corner of it. And actually, up until very, very recently, I think we were all enjoying that. It reminded us that none of us really like airports. So spending lots of time on an aeroplane isn't always the best thing you can do. It's a bit wasteful. Yeah. Um, but we've, we have... We've exhausted that now, and a show like Top Gear needs to have ambition and scope, and it and it can't have if you're just stuck within your own borders. So going to Iceland with Paddy, you know, it reminded me that that um, there's 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 adventures and scenery to be enjoying that we need to get back to for Top Gear. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think I think as well, Dion. I think with just being around the UK for most of the series. Um, I think the show's a little bit different, a bit more creative, where you've got a bit of a mixed bag of stuff. Um, mm. You've got all the fun and the cars. Um, I go for my race license in more of a documentary style. Paddy does a tearjerker um, with the great Eddie Kidd. So I think it's allowed us to be a bit more adventurous in what we're doing, not relying on the travel, but more the content. Yeah. That's something that you know, the producers and everybody involved taking on board. It's something that we've really enjoyed doing as well. Wow. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys, for, for giving us the little background info. Before we get into the season, I mean, I've got some information as well as to what's coming up. And you touched on Iceland, which I'm all, also going to talk about that. We are going to talk about the cars, but let's talk about something different. I'm sure the fans in South Africa would love to know, what is your daily runner? What, what do you drive on a personal level? Oh. If you guys want to share that. Well, I'll start with mine because mine's boring. These two have got loads of cars. Oh, here we go, here we go. No, you just get man of the people, I'm a man of the people, Dion. I just just have (laughs) a a simple Land Rover Discovery and that does me. Just that's outside your triple garage. (laughs) 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 My my, my phone just fell off its man, though. (laughs) 
even the dog's confused by that. The dog's not having <laughs> it either. You yeah. can talk about Chris and Fred's extensive harem of cars now. Um, I drive a yellow Porsche 911 as my daily, and I on a love... what, about, what about a Tuesday, Chris? What do you drive on a Tuesday? Well, I, <laughs> I, I might look at other things, but I, I only drive the Porsche. It's the one that does all the miles. And it, I always promised myself when I was younger that I'd have a Porsche to drive every day. And I love it. it. makes every day better. It means I can tolerate working with Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> um, and you, Freddie? Well, we've got a Range Rover, but yeah. the missus drives that. At the minute, I'm running around in um, a Ford Raptor. Ah. The big okay. American one. Not the, not the one that they get over here at the Range. the big American one. But Have you still got I'm the loving. one from Ford, from, from Ford UK? I got it back last week. <laughs> I asked for it. Can I borrow it for a week in November? Of course. End of this month. Yeah, get it whenever you want. Do you know, I, I yeah. had to wait an extra week for it because Sylvester Stallone was borrowing it. Sylvester <laughs> so, Stallone was borrowing it. Stallone was borrowing it. So I said, look, if you don't get that car around now, I'm going to not rock it out. I want my car. You should take that Raptor on a little road trip up to the COP26. They'll love that up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it would be... It would be um, it would be less wasteful than some of the stuff they has been going on there. Did you read about the Green Council that flew there from Brighton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. Well, I love the idea of the Raptor, Fred. That's a good, good chant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, f- funny enough, um, I actually had a chance to play around with the Raptor and the Thunder earlier this year. And, Enjoy uh, it. Yeah, wait, here's, here's the fun part. I actually set up my DJ decks at the back of the Raptor. Oh, here we go. Yeah. And played out to just the open air, just to myself. Well, one, of, one of the things I want to, one of the things that I want to do in it is, but the weather in the minute is so bad, is just take yeah. it off somewhere middle of nowhere and just put a bed yeah. in the back and just do a bit of camping off the back for a bit. You know, oh, thank me God, thank God you said that. Thank God you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you you can always come off roading here. South Africa. Sorry. What was that, Chris? Oh, no, I was so thinking, thinking that when, when Dion played his decks to the open air, it's a bit like Paddy and one of his stand-up gigs. Well done. Well done on taking 10 minutes for that one. That was so quick. Yo, Chris, don't worry. You, you want me to bring some backup? Yeah. You, by the way, I got a Frenchie. By the way, I was going to bring her in to show you to your dog, but I said no, we'll save that oh, for later. Oh well, yeah. So I've got an English. I've got I've got the English bull terrier, who was obviously one of the ugliest animals ever born, but I love him. <laughs> Guys, let's get into the season, right? Season thirty-one. Um, <laughs> we want to talk about so many things about the season. I think let's start off for the most important thing is. The cars that were legendary, supercars is what we come to Top Gear for. And I think um, supercars that are going to be featured there are great, but there's something legendary. The original supercar is going to be featured in Top Gear. You want to share well, about that? Um, yeah, you could argue that the term supercar wasn't used until the Lamborghini Miura. There were sports cars and uh, yeah. racing cars, but the supercar, I think, was a term we can all agree was coined around the Miura. Uh, and it's it's a crazy p- piece of engineering. It shouldn't mm. really work. In some respects, it doesn't really work. But it was immortalised in the Italian job, and uh, it was a privilege to drive one. And I've always been told they were rubbish to drive. This this one wasn't actually. It was a it was a lovely car. 
Yeah. And um, and it was nice for Top Gear to have another Lamborghini on that, that didn't get damaged. <laughs> Where did you source it from? I came from just a high-end dealer in, in the UK. Um, it, the insurance was was rather a lot. In fact, it doesn't it doesn't feature in in our studio block around there because it was they wanted something like nine thousand pounds to insure it to sit stationary outside sure. television centre. So we just went, well, we won't have it there then. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the, the, the Top Gear is um, is a pretty simple format, really, and we we do need to deliver some some slightly more serious car journalism. It doesn't have to be po face, but it just needs to be. You know, you don't always have to be acting the clown and being funny. We can mm. do that stuff, and, and and the more of that we deliver, the more we earn the right to then go and clown around the three of us and eat chilies and be stupid. So uh, I think the, the best Top Gear episodes for me are the ones that have the broadest spectrum of that behaviour. You have something that's a bit straight or just beautifully shot, a story of a car, a story of a person. And then mm. after that, you can have something very, very funny. So I'm glad the year is in. Oh, thank you, Chris. Uh, with regards to the cars, I mean, um, I mean, obviously you had this legendary car with you, but tell us more about the Aston Martin Victor oh. that, that is featured there. You've got to talk to us about that. Yeah, well, that's. I was lucky enough to uh, drive that car, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's it's obviously it's it's a V twelve, I think seven and a half liter, absolute monster of a thing. But the weird thing is when you're driving it, it's naturally aspirated. It's so powerful, and and it's a real vista experience when be, when you're behind the wheel that when I got out of that car out of everything I've driven on top gear when I say I was soaked through in sweat from my socks all the way to my top it's it, it's I can't explain what it's like driving that car it, it, it's it was the most bonkers wonderful thing ever but I was wet through Head to toe, dripping in sweat, but what a thing! And 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 also as well, that's it. Now it'll probably be taken away and put whoever owns it. I think some Belgian billionaire owns it or something. He'll probably mothball it, and that'll be that, you know. Yeah. Until he until he decides to roll it out again. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen in the flesh, and, yeah. and driving wise. It's a, it's something I'll um, I can't compare it to anything to be honest because it was just such a bonkers thing to be behind the wheel of. But I loved, yeah. it. I loved it. Sure. Well, well, thanks a lot, Patty, for that. Guys, can can you share this with me? Uh, it's something that I've always. I mean, I I've always watched the show. It's one of the shows that inspired me to transition from just being a radio presenter to going to the car field. But when it comes to car content. How honest are you Are you three when it comes to what you say on it? And the reason why I'm asking you this, I think some of the manufacturers in South Africa are going to kill me for this, because if we are honest about a certain car, some of the car manufacturers won't even give you a car again because they believe, hey, you saying this about the car. Uh, I wish I could have you guys mojo, literally. <laughs> but, but what is it like on your end? I mean, do manufacturers take it seriously when you say, this car is, yeah. Can I just say something about that? Um, yeah. This is the, the beauty of Top Gear, in particular Chris, when he does yeah. his stuff on there. Like, for instance, 
the Rolls Royce Cullinan when it come out. Yeah. But Chris did a review on that and absolutely slated it. You know, now this is a, a you know, quarter of a million pound plus uh, hyper SUV all singing, all dancing thing. But I think all three of us didn't like the look of it for a kickoff. Chris drove it and really went to town on it. And obviously, it puts noses out of joint that. But you've got to, that's what you've got to do. And if they say to you after that, well, you're not having another one of our cars, then so be it. Because I think it's, it's important to be honest to the viewer, or else otherwise, they're just going to go, oh, it's corporate. They're saying nice things about anything because they didn't, mm. you know, you know. So that that's my opinion on it. You know, Chris and Fred uh, yeah. will have their own say as well. Brilliant, Chris. Chris. I, yeah, I well, think, go on, Chris. You go, I love you. I just think you've got to be honest. Uh, I totally agree with Paddy. If, if someone, if, if a car manufacturer's reaction is we can't have another one, well, so be it. Um, and I think it's the nature of, it's the nature and the style in which you present your criticism is, is key. If, if you are, if it looks like you're making cheap shots or you're, or you're making generalizations or, or a lot of the stuff you're saying is, is a bit too subjective. I mean, I, the Cullinan lands me in slightly deep water because it was about the way it looked largely, wasn't it? Or actually what it stood for. Um, but I think if you, if you, if you, if you allow yourself to be drawn into those areas, then, then I think a car maker does have every right to go, well, you've not really treated our product, which we've spent billions developing with any great respect. But as long as you don't fall into those traps, then you, I think you should mm. just say it as you, as you yeah. feel it. And, and critically, there aren't many bad cars anymore. Okay. There really aren't many bad cars, mm. certainly in Europe. I mean, uh, South Africa, there, there might be a few more budget vehicles that are made that are, that are less capable, but that, of course you can temper that against the fact they're so cheap. So they, they, they're, they're allowed to be not yeah. so good. There's still taxes, aren't there, over there? Yeah. How do you know about that, Fred? I mean, I have two in South Africa. I've seen I've yeah. so many of them goals, usually on the way back from a pub. A taxi is one, one element of South African transport that will guarantee you you will get there in the quickest time. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have a supercar. It doesn't matter. They will find a way to maneuver through traffic <laughs> And that is legendary. It's like Need for Speed, the video game. Every every car is is insanely quick, but in, not in reality. But in South Africa, a taxi is that fast. They'll find how a often way. Do, how often do the taxis crash? Not much, eh? I mean, uh, as I mentioned, we just got out of a hard lockdown. So we are on a, a level one. So everything is like almost back to normal. Um, so we are seeing them, but nothing much has happened. I mean... Um, not really. I think they don't they don't go that fast in heavy traffic. I think they maneuver through. I think that's what Fred is trying to say. They maneuver through through traffic. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they break that law. By the way, yeah. if, if anyone if anyone of your listeners is struggling to sleep, Paddy's got a new book out. Okay. <laughs> Paddy's maybe like that. It's called My Life is South Africa. <laughs> Lovely blog. <laughs> Wait, Pat, Paddy and, and Chris, have you guys been to South Africa? Uh, no, I, I, I'm the only one who's never been. Uh, Chris and Freddie have both been. Freddie played cricket there, and Chris has yeah. done uh, numerous road trips there. But I've yet to go, and I'm. Uh, it's definitely on our list to go to. Oh. And and from what I've, I've heard from yourself, there, Dion, and, and and other interviews we've done, this about the taxis. I think there's some sort of challenge where we could maybe take on a few local taxi drivers. Yeah, trying to get to a destination quicker than they can. So, um, tell us about the Iceland trip. What are some of the things we can look forward to the trip in Iceland? Um, well, you can 
look forward to me and Chris Harris in very short shorts and not much else clothing. That's for the ladies. Pretty sure the viewing figures will be up that night. Uh, <laughs> and you can also see Chris Harris about what were you, what were you, Chris? About a thousand feet in the air. Oh God, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, that was horrendous. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it was a proper, it was a proper adventure. There was lots going on. It's a, a fantastic place to film cars. It's like Iceland's like a film set that was designed to film yeah. off-road vehicles. It's perfect. Black volcanic beaches, white tip volcanoes that were perfect conical shape in the distance. Mountain ranges, strange green stuff sprouting everywhere. It's just perfection. We had lots and lots of fun. Okay, and uh, highlights for you guys on the show. What was the season? Even though it's five episodes, what are some of the highlights for you? Um, I, th I think for me, Dion, I got my um, I got my race license. So I filmed going through my race license and then going up to my first race in GT4. Um, without giving too much away, I didn't realize how hard it was. I think everyone thinks they can drive and they can drive faster around track. When you put 30 cars on there and it gets competitive, it's a completely different animal. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that, that's something I enjoyed doing. Um, and we went caravanning as well in electric cars, which just turned into hilarity, um, which was just a great trip and a great way to spend a few days. I got to drive a, a DeLorean, which I'd never driven before. So we've done we've done a small piece um, to celebrate the the forty years since that incredible Back to the Future film. So uh, yeah. it's only a short bit, but the the John DeLorean part of that is if you if you if you handed it to a Hollywood screenplay department, they wouldn't believe it. They said it's, it's a bonkers story, Chris, isn't it? It's bonkers. Mm. They yeah. Believe. I think for uh, me, be driving the Aston Martin Victor and um, uh, meeting, uh, I, I don't know if he, he's known that much in South Africa. One of my heroes when I was a kid was a, a stunt rider called Eddie Kidd. And I met him and we've done a little film on him for the show as well. So th those two uh, are standouts for me. Wow. I'm really excited to check out the new season of Top Gear. Don't forget, it's coming out on the 25th of November. And here's the good news, right? The repeats are after my radio show, so I will never miss it. There we go. I'm never going to miss it. We get paid for that, lads. <laughs> no. Yeah, but, but gentlemen, thank you for being here with us. Uh, and it was really exciting to get an in-depth look at the new season. I'm sure the fans in South Africa are really excited to see it. So thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks so much, Dion.